0: You know, I've been pretty hard on you guys for the last three weeks in my sermons, metaphorically yanking down your earlobes and urgently whispering, repent for how you've fallen short. Consider how you're not helping others. Prepare to receive Christ in your hearts with meditation and prayers. Not that you haven't needed that, (laughs) but here we are, eight days away from Christmas, and you officially get a break from all my nagging because today is the third Sunday of Advent, traditionally called Gaudete Sunday. Gaudete is a Latin word that means rejoice. You may have heard rejoice a few times in the readings this morning. Um, It's also been called Rose Sunday because the penitential Advent mood lightens up for a day. And because because we clergy get to prance around up here in pink vestments, (laughs) which is more of a joy than I care to admit. (laughs) So today I invite you into a more rosy mood and encourage you to rejoice. We are now closer than ever to Christmas Day when we celebrate how God came down to live among us and remind us of how beloved we are. So... No fasting today, only feasting. Don't meditate, celebrate. Repentance is past tense. (laughs) I like that. In today's Episcopal Church, we're actually not as focused on the penitential tone of Advent um, as we used to be. We actually see it more as, as a time of hopeful preparation. That is one of many reasons why blue is becoming a color of choice for this season. Think blue, think hope, think heaven. So, whoever set up this church calendar deal was pretty smart. After two weeks of somberness, and I know you've all been really somber with your Advent meditations and prayers, and you've been verily in tears. Um, After two weeks of somberness, we are reminded today of a deeper reason for this Christian endeavor. It's about salvation. And given what a difficult year 2017 was in so very many ways, personal and public, we sure could use the encouragement. So remember how much God loves you, even when life is hard and painful. Take comfort in your friends, family, and in the beauty that surrounds you. Trust, trust that everything is going to be all right in the end. For we are saved and we are cherished by divine love. Today we also get a break from all of those apocalyptic scripture readings we've been hearing for a while. So this morning we hear Isaiah proclaiming amidst a time of hardship. The Lord has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed. To bind up the brokenhearted, To proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners. To comfort all who mourn. To give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. And then today's psalm sings praises to God after years of suffering by the Israelites. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, then were we like those who dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongues with shouts of joy. Those who sowed with tears will reap with songs of joy. That's like my third favorite song. It's so joyful. And then, once again, even Paul comes through with cheerfulness in his letter to the Thessalonians, Mr. Grumpus himself. Rejoice always, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. May the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely. And may your spirit and soul and body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do this. I don't think the rejoicing we're invited into today is about waving your hands in the air and shouting with glee. It's not what you see in the end zone at a football game these days. Well, it is that, but it's also more. This rejoicing is deeper. Than our mood at any given time. It's deeper than our sarcasm or our jokes. Deeper than our sadness, our anger, or even our joy. It is that kernel of belief that God is with us. Always and absolutely. As if Jesus were sitting next to you right now and holding your hand. In a way, whatever mood you may be in is irrelevant. Because God loves you and you are perfect. No matter how you're feeling. So rejoice. And sometimes we need a whole day, a Rejoice Sunday, to remind us of this. Remember that Jesus is coming, that Christ has come, that God is here. We sometimes forget about God's love when we're really happy. And we forget it when we're really sad. And sometimes we doubt God's love is there at all. We falter in our faith, or we think we're left alone to face the challenges in our lives. But we're not. Try to trust that. And remember to rejoice. I almost wish today were called Reminder to Rejoice Sunday because we need it so often. And so, like John the Baptist, we prepare the way for God to enter our hearts once again. John knew he wasn't the Messiah or Elijah or the prophet, he was only human, baptizing others with water in the wilderness, doing what he could, and trusting that God would work through him. Likewise, Do what you can to prepare, but also rejoice in the knowledge that God's love will make up the difference. However sleepy you are right now, however bored you are right now, (laughs) God's with you. I offer in closing two stanzas of a poem called First Coming by Madeline Lengel. She's the one who wrote A Wrinkle in Time. These words, I think, echo this sense of deep rejoicing, to which God invites us this day and every day, whatever our mood, and however imperfect our faith. He did not wait till the world was ready, till men and nations were at peace. He came when the heavens were unsteady, and prisoners cried out for release. We cannot wait till the world is sane, to raise our songs with joyful voice, For to share our grief, to touch our pain, he came with love. Rejoice, rejoice. Happy Rose Sunday. Amen.